Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. We just want people to be connected to a healthy family, a kingdom family. There's three areas of life that people are afraid of. Three major three areas of high anxiety, and um, there, you, you may say, "Well, those are nothing, Pastor David. I get much more anxious over not getting the lottery numbers, you know, whatever." No, I'm only kidding. But here's three areas of of anxiety that people have. Number one is belonging. People get extremely anxious over whether or not they belong somewhere. The next area of anxiety or fear is staying belonged, staying connected. So once they get over the first hurdle of coming into a place where you are, the next thing that they may be afraid of is staying connected. And finally, the thing that people are anxious about is leaving something that they're connected to or leaving someone that they're connected to or belong to. Would you agree that those are areas of seasons of life we go through? We we enter into something, we belong, we, we connect, we hope to stay connected, and then perhaps there's a transition after that. Sometimes God doesn't take us to the third one. Thank God for that. Those are blessed blessed relationships and blessed situations where you're here and you're, that's, you're staying, you're not going anywhere, you know. And even where there is transition, it's a good one and not a bad one. And over the last eight months or so, eight months or so, we've seen home, all right? You could call the title of this message home if you like. We've seen home be in the ascendancy. Not to say that home was never important. Home is important, isn't it? But work and commerce and trade has moved where? Home. Health and fitness has moved home, hasn't it? Education and schooling has moved home. For a lot of people, I'm in still in schools with pupils, but a lot of people now, it's all happening at home. Shopping has moved home even more. Shopping has moved home. Entertainment has moved home. You, you can't just go into a cinema or to the theater. So people's homes now are all of these things. Church has moved home to You know, we can talk about this, but really, church has moved into people's living rooms as well. Amen? And so, the home has become much more central to our whole life than probably ever before. I don't know if any of our, uh, our senior people can remember when everything was so centralized around the home the way it has been over the last eight months. I'm not really sure. Um, 
I didn't live in, I wish I had lived, experienced some of those decades, the 40s, 50s, you know, but I don't know if, if home's always been important, but home is so central now to everything, amen? And the move of things into the home has brought a complete slowing down, a complete reduction in pace, and it's, it's given us the enjoyment of family, the opportunity to nest, <laughs> all right? Some people love to nest. And for some of us, especially the guys, to make good in some areas that had been neglected for a while, you know, and many more good things. And if that's been home for you, then say, thank God, that's been a blessing if that's been home for you. But for some people, it's, brought, it's, it's been the opposite. It's brought isolation. It's brought, for some people, it's brought entrapment in abusive and unwholesome situations. Some people live in homes that are unfit for habitation. And some people cohabit with people who are totally detrimental to their welfare and their well-being. That's the reality. And, you know, we need to think, you know, as... As the church, we need to think about those people who may not be that blessed. And I'm glad, I'm glad for the homes that are flourishing. I really am. But we should all think about the multitudes that really don't have a home, much less a place where they feel they belong. Because you can live in a house but not belong. Amen? And there's another home that I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, is still required and that is this house, this place, where we also call home, amen? Our spiritual home, our place, it's your place, all right? This house, God's house. And when I think about home, I think about relationships. And relationships are built at home. That's where, that's where relationships are built at home. I have lots of we were talking about this the other day. I have lots of acquaintances and, fr and, and casual friendships and um, I know people. And I do always seek to build relationships with people. But home is a place where relationships can really be built. Amen? Because when I'm in my house, you'll see me just as I am. <laughs> you know? Oh, so that's, that's really you. Oh, okay. Right, we get it. You know, so you, you'll, see, you'll see the real Eleanor at home, amen. You'll see the real David at home, amen, amen. I'm only kidding. But that's at home. So at home, we build relationships and it's, it's warts and all, amen. Homes where we live together, where we work together, we share together, we break bread together, we laugh and we cry together. And home should be a special place. It should be a special place. And we need a place to come home to. And I believe that this is that place. And there are others that need a place. And this can be that place. Hallelujah. A place, a place where they can come and be um, encouraged and equipped and catapulted out and to do what they need to do, what they want to do in life. I was so blessed. I had some, some time with young Levi yesterday and um, he was telling me about 
what he would really like to do, you know. And I'm like, you know, and we've known Levi since he was so high. And um, he's, 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 he's a precious young man. He says, I want to go overseas. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm thankful we've been a part of catapulting him out into that, you know. But home's a place where people, where, where you're built up and strengthened for that journey of your life, wherever it may take you. Amen. I've said this before. We said this three years ago. We, we're, we're, we're not that concerned about the numbers, but what actually happens to people when they come here? How, how changed are they? Because you can have, you know, this is what we're, yesterday I've discovered that there's been, if anyone knows the Barna group, they do um, church statistics. They are very professional, very accurate. 36% of the church, are, of the church, the people are back in church worldwide. 36% of people. And they say, well, is, so what's happening to church? What's happening to church? And so there's big, there's big changes happening in church in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And I would so dearly want for us to be hearing from the Holy Spirit and be in step with him as we go on. Because the world out there resembles the world we knew less and less every day. There's every day there's a different challenge, a different change. Someone else is has instigated something or enforced something or made something a law. And we are not getting much say in the matter. So there's big shifts happening in church culture, but if it ushers in more kingdom culture in the future, we'll not be the worse off. In fact, we can get really excited about the future. So that I, I believe the church will remain, the play, our home will remain, but other things will happen out there. Other things will happen out there. And in spite of the potential and probably the necessity for the church to decentralize, because it's always, you know, it's been the central part of so many of our lives, I can't see a future where people will stop coming together. The saints will always come together. Amen. Amen. I can't see them being separated, only occupying their own homes. All right? So home is good, but I hear people talking about the micro church. You know, we came, we've, we know the mega church and we know, um, you know, the, the mega church and uh, then there's like the average church and then there's the, the micro church. Actually, I call micro churches life groups. That's all, you know, and people are starting to use this phrase micro church. And so I contemplate on that terminology, the microchurch, and my heart actually resounds with what I hear because, you know what, um, your car can be a church. You know, your taxi can be a church. You're, if you do the school run, you're, it's, a, it's a church, amen? Your, your school bench can be a church. Wherever that sacred space is where, where you, it can be a church, so we don't, know, we don't know how things are going to look, but we need to be ready to change. Amen? And so we need to get ready to change because God, like this one here, the 70 sent out, we are all just everyday missionaries in an everyday mission field. 
Well, it's all we are is everyday missionaries. There's nothing special about me or, or, or you. <laughs> you know, well, we are special in God's eyes, but we're everyday missionaries in an everyday mission field. And um, the Bible says, and none of us escape that because the Bible tells us about the priesthood of the believer. Every member a minister. Every member a minister. We're all we're, we're priests to the, to the world, to the lost. You, amen? And, and if you don't know much about that, we, we, can do some, we can do some teaching on that, the priesthood of the believer. But I'm sure all of us have maybe asked this question recently. How, so how many people are going to come back to church, physical church? I want to give you my honest answer this morning. I don't know. But I want to also share what I honestly feel about it. Those who need to be here will be here. Those who, need, those who need to be in church will be here. And there's a big difference between wants and needs. And I want to I just qualify that this morning. And I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying. There's no condemnation in that statement for anyone who's connected digi digitally today. I want to just say that. If you're connected by live stream, if you're out there, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. And I'll go on and I'll explain why. Thank you for connecting with us that way, but there are people out there who need a place to go. And I, I see that the church in the future will be occupied by people who need to be here. And, and I think that's something that's really important. Now, I know everyone out there for various reasons have their reasons. And I have said on more than one occasion, I respect everyone's choice, and I do, and I'm not going to change that. And we are praying for the day when these tears and everything will be lifted, and there's freedom to come back. But there's people who need to come to this place or a place. And if you think about, well, what do you mean people who need? Need is defined as something that's essential to sustain life. Need, need, having a need for something is having a need for something that without it, you're absolutely going to die. You know, you need, it's like we need oxygen. Amen? And in Matthew chap, chapter 5, verse 3, in the, in the New Living Translation, I want to re read this in that particular translation. It says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And we have to all reflect on our need for the kingdom, our need for, for Jesus Christ, our Savior, our need for, for the Lord. Amen? Some people out there, maybe at this point in time, don't, maybe they think, well, I don't need anything. But that's our job, everyday missionaries in an everyday mission field. Amen. And I want to go on to Matthew chapter 9, verse 12. And it says there in the New Living Translation as, 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 as well, when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. You know, the antidote doesn't do any good if it's just sitting on the shelf. Amen. Penicillin won't work unless it's absorbed into your bloodstream. And Jesus is the antidote for sin. And if 
we access the Savior, Jesus Christ, he gives us access to the Father. And the Father gives us, the Father will withhold no good thing. Amen? Can you imagine what it would be like to have an antidote but not give it to someone who's sick? How would you describe that? It would be evil to do that. And so I believe that, that, that to, to keep on growing in Jesus Christ, it's not just trying to be like Jesus, but it's allowing Jesus to spread his strength through your innermost being, the core of your being. Amen? The more that he spreads through us, the more that we respond the way he would. The more, the more of, the, of that we have, the more he will manifest himself inside of us. Amen? You know, it's like, you know, sometimes we say, well, I'd, I want to emulate Jesus. I want to do what Jesus does. But emulating Jesus is like having a disease and pretending to be healthy if you don't have him inside you, manifesting inside you, in your bloodstream. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like pretending to be, pretending to be well when really you're sick. And so we've been given a power on the inside that needs to be drawn on that will affect our outward being. Hallelujah. And it's, it's that the antidote is faith in Jesus Christ. And that is what is going to bring spiritual health and restoration back to us. Amen. Amen. Healthy people don't need a doctor, but sick people do. They do. They need that transformation inside of them that affects their outward life. Amen. And their, in, their inner and their outer man. Amen. And so all over the place just now, there's discussions taking place over physical church, digital church, all of this kind of thing. I, I, months ago, I spoke, I mentioned the phrase digital touch. And there's absolutely no doubt about it that as a, as a church, we have to explore digital ministry in its fullest as much as we can to reach people and touch people. Amen. But I cannot get away from the fact that this place is special and it, people will need this place. Amen. You know, if you ask the, yourself the question, does, is it Jesus' Jesus's intention that every single person out there would be connected to a healthy family, what would the answer be? Amen. It would be yes. Even in an, a natural sense, Jesus wants us to be connected to a family. That was the design of the family. He wants us to be in a family. But I believe he wants people connected to a healthy, functional church family as well. Amen. And a lot of people don't have a healthy, functioning family in their life, either naturally or spiritually. If you do, give thanks to God. It's another blessing. Hallelujah. But many don't, and I believe that what we are offering people the opportunity to do is to come into the family of God in this place. And, and, and I would pray the same for Pastor Neil at Fullerton Church, Reverend Hillary at Mansfield Trinity, that places that people go there, with, places where their needs are met, places where their needs are met. Because if you speak to anyone, unless you're meeting a need these days, I don't think they, they give you too much time. 
you know, and that's, in the, that's our human condition. What's, what, what, is, what, is, what benefits does it have for me? So this place is important. And our, as Christians, our expression, and we pray about this as coming up at prayer all the time, is that expression of love. Being together, all right? And I want to say people sometimes think, well, you know, the whole online thing, it really doesn't work for a huge percentage of the population. See if you're, uh, I better watch I don't get letters after this. See if you're, an old, if you're old or a technophobe, then, you know, it's difficult. I want to let you know that there are young people that don't want to do Zoom. There are young people that do not want to interact on social media. It's not just, it's not just older people. There's younger people that need touch. There's, younger, there's young people that need interaction and to a place of belonging. And that will change, that is life-changing for them. Because in it, being in a bedroom with, on, a, on a Zoom is not touching people. It does touch people, but it's not the complete answer. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that. We need, we need, we need interaction. We need engagement. Amen? Amen. So will, will streaming services and connecting digitally, will that eventually overtake connecting community evangelism, the basic tenets of the Christian faith? Will it? We can't let it. We, we have to coexist with it. But we need to keep these things as, as really important. And I want to finish before we show a, a little message today. We're showing a message by, from um, Dr. Theo. I want to read this to finish off in Psalm 122. And, it, and it, really, it really highlights to me the importance of the meeting place, the house. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And now here we are standing inside your gates. We're standing here inside this place. Jerusalem is a well-built city. Its seamless walls cannot be breached. All the tribes of Israel, in other words, all the Lord's people, make their pilgrimage here. They come to give thanks to the name of the Lord as the law requires of Israel. Here stand the thrones where judgment is given, the thrones of the dynasty of David. Pray for peace in Jerusalem. Amen. May all who love this city prosper. I would, I would substitute that. May all who love the, the house of the Lord prosper. May all who love the place where the saints gather around his name prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. For the sake of what is best for the house of the Lord. And so this morning, I, I just hope that, that is, those words have helped understand where we are as a church and where we're going. We're not saying no to the new way that God is, that God is sovereignly going to reach people. What we're saying is, do not forget this place. Do not forget one another. We need one another. We need Jesus. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.